0: We have an anchor that keeps The anchor the of the soul with Mike Hickson, preacher for the Olive Branch Church of Christ in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. And now, Mike Hickson. There are a lot of people in our world today that really do not understand what life is all about, and sadly, Many folks don't come to an understanding of what life is all about until they get older in life, more mature. Solomon here addresses young folks. And he talks about the aging process. And so when you begin looking at Ecclesiastes, the latter part of chapter 11 into chapter 12, what Solomon is doing is trying to get us to focus on life, the brevity of life, and what's really important in life. And there are so many people in our world today that if you were to ask them what is the most important thing in life, you would be surprised at the number of answers that would be given. Solomon tells us, and really it's to our credit that we take what he says and make application to our own lives. So tonight as we think about getting a grip on life, I want to begin by saying that there are some choices that all of us must make in life. And we think about the various choices that come our way, and Solomon here deals with one of the most important decisions that we will ever make, and that is the decision to live for God or to ignore Him. And so I begin by, first of all, pointing out that there is a time to remember God. The time to remember God is underscored by Solomon. Listen, if you would, to what he says beginning in verse 9 of chapter 11. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. And know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart. Put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. Now listen to him in chapter 12, verse 1, the transition. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. The time to begin honoring God is when you're young. And there's a reason for that because when you're young, you're teachable and you can be taught the right way to live. There are a lot of folks in our world today that because of age and age alone, they're just not open to change, are they? Someone has said in days gone by, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Sometimes I think about him preaching and teaching. I can have a lot more success with young folks than I can with people that get older in life, as they get older in life. And again, the reason is because young folks can be taught. They will listen. And in many cases, not only will they listen, but they will make application to their lives. Solomon here is saying that the time to remember your Creator is when you're young. Don't wait too late. Now, there is the flip side of waiting too late and the tragedy of some who reject God, reject the Creator. Solomon said, remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. One of the reasons why we ought to obey God when we're young is because there is always the danger of being captivated by Satan and sin. Paul talks about it in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. Those who have been taken captive by the devil to do his will. In other words, the devil ensnares people. The devil has great appeal to young and old alike. And there are no, there are no barriers when it comes to the vast numbers of people that the devil enslaves or ensnares. The devil reaches out to young and old, rich and poor, black and white. He Reaches out to everyone. And there are a lot of people that have gotten so caught up in a lifestyle, it's very difficult to extract them from that way of life. And then I think about the danger of becoming calloused. There are a lot of folks in our world today that have become calloused and hardened to the truth of Almighty God. When you're young and you have a pure heart, a pliable heart, a heart that is teachable, Solomon is saying, that's the time to begin remembering your Creator. Because you see, as you grow older in life, you become hardened and calloused. So, said a moment ago, it's Sometimes, from my perspective, easier to reach young people than older folks. And there's some people that I've had the opportunity to preach to weekend and week out, not just here, but on the radio and other places, have yet to reach them. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if I will ever reach them. Understand the powers in the gospel. They didn't say no to me, but they're saying no to God. And the reason is because they become calloused and hard-hearted. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul talks about how there would be an apostasy in the first century. And he talked about the conscience becoming seared with a hot iron. In Hebrews chapter 3, in verses 12 and 13, the Hebrew writer talks about the danger of being hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. There are some people, their hearts as hard as this pulpit. Can't reach them. Do you remember the Jews of Jesus' day? When he said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And he said, these are they that testify of me. But he said, you will not come to me that you might have life. You know what their problem was? They were hard-hearted. Isaiah prophesied of them back in Isaiah chapter 6 beyond the ability to reach some people. And so there are always choices to make in life. But then there are changes that occur in life. Listen now to what Solomon said. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come, and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. A couple of things here. First of all, the outward man, that is this body, Paul identifies it as a tent or a tabernacle in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. This outward man, this body, is subject to change, isn't it? Now, what you have to understand is the inward man, that is, the spirit, the soul, that part of us that will live forever, that is also subject to change. But I want you to look at what Solomon has to say about the changes that occur in life as we know it. Well, just as there's life, there's death. There's up, there's down, there's east, there's west, there's heads, there's tails, there's life, there's death. It's, a, it's just a reality. So what about this aging process? Do you remember the words of David in Psalm 37:25? David said, I was young, but now I'm old. I remember what it was like to be a teenager. Talking to someone the other day. And most of us, we like to think we're young, even if we're older, don't we? We want to act young. We want to look young. We want to think like young people. We want people to perceive us as being young, but we all want to die when we're old, don't we? It's the way life is. So, what about this aging process? Listen to what Solomon said. He said, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. The years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened. And the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble. As we get older in life, the body sometimes begins to tremble and shake. He said, the strong men bow down the body, once erect, no longer, stooped and bowed down. He said, the grinders cease because they are few, we lose our teeth, and those that look through the windows grow dim, our eyesight's not what it once was. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, we can't hear like we once did. When one rises up at the sound of a bird as we get older, many times we're robbed of sleep, aren't we? I think about people that have told me in the past that as they have grown older in life, they have difficulty sleeping through the night, sometimes getting up two and three in the morning because they can't sleep. And he said, all the daughters of music are brought low Also, when they are afraid of height, we're not as daring as we once were as we grow older in life. Things that we might have done, we have the wisdom to now say, it's not for me. Can't do it. We understand we know our limitations, don't we? At least I hope we do. And then he said, And of the terrors in the way, when the almond tree blossoms, If we don't lose our hair, it turns gray, doesn't it? Maybe a combination of both. And the grasshopper is a burden. We don't have the strength that we once enjoyed. That strength, physical strength and prowess has diminished. And then he said, and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Let me just pause there. In a very poetic way, Solomon really chronicles the aging process. And so the bottom line is this. If you live long enough, you'll, you will get old, whether you like it or not. And you can spend a lot of money and try to buy creams and lotions and vitamins and everything else. But I got news for you. Aging always wins out it is never defeated but in light of that there is the inward man the inward man can offset the diminished capacities of the outward man in 2 corinthians chapter 4 in verse 16 paul talks about how the outward man that's this body is perishing But he said, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Is it possible for someone to be elderly in terms of their age and not have a lot of physical strength, but spiritually be as strong and vibrant as Solomon ever was in the flesh? The answer is yes. And Paul is saying here, look, this body may break down. It will break down. And the strength that we once enjoyed, it will leave us. But he said, internally, you can grow in your faith to the point that this inner man is growing stronger every single day. Peter said in 2 Peter 3, verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, on one occasion, the disciples said to Jesus, increase our faith. How strong is your faith? Don't you want to grow stronger in your faith as you grow older in this life? Think about the uncertainties of life and all the things that go with life. And yet, if our faith is strong and if that inward man is growing stronger day by day, The bottom line is we're not worried, are we? Because, number one, we know who's in control, and that's the Lord. We don't always know what the future holds, but we know the one who holds the future. The psalmist said, the Lord reigns. God is on his throne. And there are things that maybe in our younger days we worried about. And there may have been occasions when we spend a lot of sleepless nights worrying about certain things that as we grow older in life, we just put them out of our mind. We understand what's important and what is unimportant, don't we? The most important facet of life is not this body, though we're attached to it, but it is the inward man. It's what's on the inside. After all, in John chapter 3, when Jesus talked about the new birth, he was talking about the inward man. That's what's subject to the new birth. And that which grows stronger, according to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that which can go, grow stronger is the human soul, the spirit. That's why we ought to spend time reading and studying the Bible. That's why we ought to spend time in prayer to God, in worship to God. Because those are things that will aid us in this growth process. If we get old in life and we're not strong in the faith and our inward man is not strong, we don't have anyone to blame but ourselves, do we? It's all on us. So this aging process is just a part of life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1, Paul said, For we know that if the earthly house, this tabernacle or tent, be dissolved. He's talking about death there. What he's saying is you better not put all your eggs in the here and now. You better understand that there's something more important than this physical body. Now, there's a third thing I want you to see in our study. We talk about the choices That all of us must make. And then there are changes that will occur. Changes that occur to all. But then there is a third thing associated with life. Not just our choices, not just the changes, but there is a conclusion to life, isn't there? A lot of us, we like to talk about life. And we like to talk about, we like to talk about the birth of a newborn child but we don't want to talk about death. But they go hand in hand. When a baby is born into this world, that baby is born into a world of death. And I understand that baby begins to grow and to mature. And ultimately, in time, will give way to death. So, listen if you would to what Solomon says, back up and look, if you would, at the latter part of verse 5. He said, man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is loosed. What's he talking about here? He's talking about death. He said, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Here's what he's saying. Checkout time is coming. We like to check in to a nice hotel, don't we? And We like all the benefits of being in a nice place. It's a lot funner to check in than to check out. Well, the Bible talks about how we check into this world. We check in through birth, don't we? Do you remember Job said man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble? There's our birth, our entrance into this world. So we check in. But he said, we check in, but we also check out. How do we check out? By death. I want you to think about this for a minute. We check into this world. And we are are blessed to live here upon planet earth and enjoy the blessings and favors of life. God's been good to us. God has lavished upon us many, many blessings. But there is coming a day when we will check out, won't we? We check into this world, we check out. But here's what you need to see. Just as certainly as you will check out of this world, you will check into the next world. You understand what I'm saying? You ever been in a hotel and they slide your bill under the door? Checkout time. Sometimes people say, I'm not ready to check out. Well, when it comes to death, you may not be ready to check out, but you're checking out. Whether you want to or not. Just a part of life. Here's what the Hebrew writer said. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this cometh the judgment. So when you check out of life, listen to what, listen again to what Solomon said. Drop down and look at verse 7. He said when you check out then the dust will return to the earth as it was when you die this physical body that we have put so much emphasis on is going to be buried in the ground or cremated life will end and as he said the dust going to return the dust will return to the earth as it was But he said, the spirit, the soul, will will return to God who gave it. So you check in, that is your birth. You check out, that's your death. And then you check in on the other side. Now I want to ask you, where will you check in when you die? Where do you plan to check in? You ever been out traveling and you stop and try to get a room somewhere and they ask you, do you have a reservation? Some years ago I had the opportunity, actually several years ago I was working for a company and I was traveling for that company and I was working by day visiting customers and at night I was preaching a gospel meeting. The meeting started on Sunday and it went through Friday night. And so I would work all day, travel the state of Georgia, then I'd make my way back Preach that night, get up, do it again the next day. Well, when Friday came, I was ready to go home. And so I was flying out of Atlanta, and I thought, I'll just stop along the road and get me a hotel. Well, that's what I thought. There was some kind of convention or something going on in the Atlanta area. You couldn't get a hotel room if you tried. And so I bounced around here and there, couldn't find a place. So finally I thought, well, I'll just go to the airport. So I get to the airport, and it's probably midnight. And guess what? No place to sleep at the airport but the floor or a chair. Closest I've ever been to being homeless. Opened my bag up, pulled a shirt or two out, rolled it up, made me me a, a pillow. Went to sleep on the floor. The next morning, early, early, early in the morning, the vendors started coming in, and they're rolling these chain link fences or or whatever up so they can get ready to do business. Their doors. And I thought, now I know what it feels like to sleep on the street. I didn't have a reservation, and I paid the price that night if you check out of this life and you don't have a reservation on the other side, let me tell you what, you knock all you want, but you're not coming in. Won't happen. Do you remember in Luke 16, the rich man and Lazarus? Both died. And the Bible says that the rich man lifted up his eyes in torment. Lazarus, however... Went to a place of comfort. He went to the bosom of Abraham. It's identified by Jesus as paradise in Luke 23. When Jesus said to one of the thieves on the cross, Today you'll be with me in paradise. Paradise is for whom? It's for the righteous. For those who have lived for God. Now we talk about wanting to go to heaven. And it's great to have the aspiration to want to go to heaven. We all want to go to heaven. But the question is, have we made the reservation? Do you remember what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1? He talked about how we have an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled. He said it fades not away and it is reserved in heaven for you. If you don't have a reservation and you go and try to check in on the other side, guess what? You're not getting in. You're not going to get into paradise, the bosom of Abraham you're not going to heaven. That's the plain truth of the matter. But now, the flip side, if you're living for God and you've made reservations through obedience to the gospel, then you have the hope of heaven. You have the promise of life eternal. I can't imagine... Stepping out into eternity without God. And yet people do it every day. We understand the importance of making reservations when we travel. Let me tell you what. We're just travelers here upon planet earth. We are identified by Peter as strangers and sojourners or pilgrims. We're just passing through. And if you don't have a reservation, you're not getting in. Because there is... There's a checkout time coming. You're going to die. And then there is check-in. The question is, where will you check in? You're going to check in and one day spend eternity in what I might, for lack of a better way to say it, you're going to spend eternity in hotel heaven or hotel hell. If you don't have a reservation in heaven you got a reservation in hell, and you don't want that reservation. The beauty is you can cancel it. You can cancel that reservation. You might be, as we speak, on the road to the place called hell. And people laugh and joke about it as if it's one big joke. It's not a joke. And if you're on the road to hell, I would encourage you make it right come to christ so what would you need to do well you have to believe that jesus is the son of god john 8:24 you have to be willing to repent of your sins luke 13:3 you have to be willing to confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart that jesus is the son of god and then you have to be immersed in water so that you can enjoy the forgiveness or remission of your sins acts 2:38 now listen, if we don't do that, then we don't have a reservation in heaven. It's that plain. If after having become a child of God, we leave the fold, and as Peter said, we forsake the right way. That reservation that at one time was in heaven, that reservation's been canceled. And now we have a reservation In hell. That's where our reservation is. And one day we'll stand. We'll stand before the judge of all the earth. And he can sift through. The book of life. Your name in the book of life? I don't see your name here. You don't have a reservation. Is that what he'll say to you? Or will he say to you. Well done good and faithful servant all he can say one of two things so I want to encourage you as we think about life and trying to put it all into perspective you only have one chance to get it right and that's that's why you're living so my prayer to you if you're not a child of God would be to obey the gospel and do it today if you're here tonight and you're not faithful to the cause of Christ I would urge you please do not leave here knowing that you don't have a reservation in heaven. If you leave here and you step out into eternity, it's too late. Too late. Don't let it be said of you, he or she waited too late. Thank you for listening to the Anchor of the Soul. Your speaker has been Mike Hickson, preacher for the Olive Branch Church of Christ, located at 9100 East Sandage Road in Olive Branch, Mississippi. To hear this lesson again, go to olivebranchchurchofchrist.org. Tune in next Sunday for more of the Anchor of the Soul. Fastened to the rock which cannot move, Grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love.